Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your full gear recap. Randy Orton is back. Becky Lynch joins the girls and your Survivor Series predictions. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. Yeater, heater, pumpkin eaters. <laughs> Bill Veggie, and sit, sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? I'll, I'll, let me get back to that, but let me do this first. If you know like I know, you don't want to step to this. It's the Beaver era, funked out with the gangster twist. And if you smoke like I smoke, then you hide like every day. And if your ass is a buster, 314 will regulate. And on that lovely note, I'll ask a congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 335, Chapter 3, Verse 14. And the good smart said, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. I want time and a half, goddammit. I'm working on the holiday. This is some bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to clock in and make sure that shit's say time and a half, player. We doing a damn thing on Turkey Day. Uh, Venmo is down right now, but it's coming your way. <laughs> of course. And there's no two beers act tonight because we are recording Thanksgiving night. This is the only time that Jason and I could get together. Uh... We got to talk about full gear though. We got Survivor Series exactly this week. The smartest person. So like, yeah, uh, yeah, I got family shit to do. <laughs> we got family shit to do tomorrow. My brother Joey is sitting out here. Hello. Vice is here. Hello. What's going on, Vice? Uh, my wife Erin is sitting out here. I think you can probably guess what us five just did at the same. We got high. Yeah, guilty charge. Yeet Rose. Hey man, you didn't hit the, uh, Vice's fucking drop. Oh. Sorry, uh, Bo Vice Geisman is here. What up, turd? <laughs> Thanks, bud. Appreciate no, you. I just wanted to get that giggle. Appreciate here. you both. Appreciate you both. So no, no Zach tonight. Uh, we're gonna have an easy breezy type of podcast. Without further ado, let's get to that three count. One, two, three. <laughs> Buckle up, bitch. JCB, what's the one count? Uh, obviously, we'll be going back to full gear on Saturday nights from the Kia Center in Los Angeles. Is that right? Sounds right. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, don't really want to talk about the undercard matches. Just for reference purposes, let's just go through the winners. Eddie Kingston beats Jay Lethal, retaining the New Japan Strong title. We'll be talking about more of that in a second, and I have thoughts. Claudio uh, defeats Buddy Matthews. The Guns lose to Samoa Joe and MJF. They retain the ROH tag titles, but in a post-match angle, the Guns beat down MJF, tear up the leg, and MJF has obviously a leg injury going in. Let's just take a step back. Sure, please. Because this kind of this sets up the main event. MJF gets injured in this attack from the guns as he's getting wheeled into the ambulance. He screams to Adam Cole, baby, 
please don't let them take my title. You have to do something. Please don't let them take my title. And that's how the zero hour closes. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, self, you got one one-legged man saying to the other one-legged man, tell them not to take my title. So what's the one-legged man still going to – never mind. We'll just figure that out here. It's a, it was a terribly overbooked ding, 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 segment. Ding, 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 and, uh, ding, ding, that I mean, just the whole idea of fucking with the main event and saying we're not going to give you this main event that we've been basically – hyping up for five weeks and we're going to replace it with this. You're like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, it finally ended up in the right spot, but why would you even like, it just didn't make why, any sense wh- because you just end up at the same spot. Go ahead. I think it was Taz that said, if you put them both together, you'd have one complete wrestler. Okay. to have a match. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just, it's just overbooking for the, sake it's just a, booking for the sake, sake of booking. booking. Just, and I was just like, you can have him beat his ass afterwards and just have MJF come back with an injury angle and do the exact same thing. Why bring Adam Cole into it at all? Sorry, no, Adam Cole, baby. No reason to. And the fact that you did where Samoa Joe was the the healthy body, if you wanted to be like, oh, if you wanted to play the switcheroo game, at least play the switcheroo game where I can believe it. You know what I'm saying? Are you? Joe, s- go ahead. Are you surprised that we don't find out who the devil is yet? I'll hold that thought. I'll, I'll, I'll hold that thought. Okay, to, to so answer the question, I'll be yes, honest. I, I, I am surprised. I got to be dead honest here. I didn't watch any of these matches. I wouldn't expect you to. That's why you had me here. <laughs> if Zach was here, he'd probably. Well, Zach is. This was all, this was all pre-show, show, though. Show. I didn't yeah, watch any. Sure. I forgot that the pre-show existed, and then no, I turned it on, and I was like, yeah, like fuck I, it. You act like I was listening to the pre-show bullshit, at, you know, in between matches. No, we just fast-forward and show me the match, fast-forward, show me the match, fast-forward, show me the match, and then I watch the pay-per-view. So, opening <laughs> the pay-per-view, you have the six-man tag of uh, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. <laughs> I I want to jump to Dynamite because that the whole segment was goddamn comedy. Uh, going against Adam Copeland, Sting, and Darby Allen. Um, obviously, Adam Copeland, Sting, and Darby Allen win this match. Uh, Luchasaurus takes the fall. More to come with that as we go along. For me, this was what it was. It was a of the matches you had to look at. This is probably the one that was a safe bet to get the crowd invested early and often. The only reason I was watching to see if Adam Copeland gets hands on Christian Cage. Obviously, he does not. A couple of teases. No big deal. For me, this opening match was fine. It wasn't anything I was looking forward to to begin with. I thought it was really well done. I thought Christian was on fire in this thing, man. Christian was so funny. The guy is just doing work. I love the fact that him and Edge didn't touch. Completely down with that. Very smart. Because, and I thought... And we'll get to dynamite later, but I thought the angle on dynamite was really well done. Uh, what what much better than I anticipated? I'll, I'll go that far. Um, next up, you had Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley two for the international title. Orange Cassidy, as we were talking last week, especially myself. To me, the the story was how Mox was just walking through Superman punches and not giving two, two, three, five fucks about these Superman punches. So now, what was it going to take to put down the boogeyman of AEW? 13 was the number? Eight? Okay, I was going to say, somebody said 13. It was being facetious. Eight was the, uh, the correct number. I apologize. Eight Superman punches. To me, this was the, if there was a breakout moment for 
Orange Cassidy, to me, this is it. I know he's ascended this international title to the height that it's it that it is right now, and he's gone along with it. But he really hasn't, at least in my mind, hasn't had that one breakout match. There's like, oh, okay. I am. Uh, I'm actually surprised to hear you say this because I thought that their first match was way better, and this match was really good, like really good. But it it couldn't have been much more than what it was because of its placement on the card. It feels like, like I didn't feel like they were going to give those guys 25 minutes like they did at the, uh, at all out, um, to, uh, tell that kind of story again. So I'd like to see him wrestle again. Their styles mesh. Well, I think I, I like it. Um, I think not to jump ahead, but I think they're going to pay Moxley back by Mo- It's going to be Moxley versus Kingston at the end of this tournament, but we can talk about the continental classic or whatever the fuck they're calling it. It's the AWG one. Yeah, I know, but it's different. (laughs) Yeah, it's three points instead of two. Okay. (laughs) And it's it's the the Gold League versus the Silver League, right? Whatever. You call what you want to call it, motherfucker. I know a goddamn copycat when I see what. No, it's not a copycat. I I, I apologize. But, uh, yeah, Moxley Moxley Cassidy was good. No, I'll I'll say this. The original was good for the fact that even though OC was – taking that ass kicking he was still fighting from underneath and still kind of just showing a little glimpse of what we see now the little kicks that are you know eyes they were never really you know backed up with any intensity all three of us picked moxley and we were pretty sure about it too oh yeah i was surprised at the outcome of this it doesn't seem like a lot of people are though both guys are over, but to me, Mox is like I said, the boogeyman of AEW. And if if it's it would be hard for me to pick anybody over John Moxley at this point. The fact that Orange Cassidy won, I'm not mad for it. You know, God bless him. Now, once again, it you know it reestablishes him as a top you know not even contender, just a top wrestler in AEW. There's a handful of guys that. Just pinned John Moxley clean as a whistle. He's one. Of, he's on that list. Wrong. So there's something to be said about that. Yeah. So at some point, if they want to make him the AEW champion, it's not going to be like, oh, you know, how does it happen? Well, we just saw it. You know, the only thing I would say, the two, the, the main thing about the, I guess, the between the two matches, this felt much more of a competitive match. That first match, John Moxley was dog walking that dude. How can they? But how can they just keep putting Orange Cassidy over like this? Like it's now it's like kind of unbelievable. It's like he should be so he should still be selling that streak to me. He should still be worn down. But that's just me. What was next? Um, I can't say I totally disagree with that, but that's neither here nor there. In the non-shocker of the century, Tony Storm defeats Hikaru uh, Shida to become the second, third-time AEW Women's Champion. That was your Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. Yeah, I was about to say, that was a layup. Jesus Christ. Um, it was fine. It was fine. Um, the Tony metal, Storm's cool. Metal pad in the, uh, the hip allows Tony Storm to be more of the heel Tony Storm that I think she'll probably be going forward. Um... You know, my thoughts on Sheeta, I'm just I, – I pray that she just doesn't resign. And whenever a contract up, this comes up, just run. Don't look back. Let Sky Blue and these other jokers take care of this nonsense and, and be a, uh, an enhancement talent for Tony Storm. I like Tony Storm. I love the, uh, the timeless gimmick. This just kind of felt like the 
I guess, anticlimactic coronation of it's a not, third-time it's, champion. I mean, they definitely could have put on a way better match, but they're trying, trying to tell more of a story with her character, which is cool with me. Like, I like watching Tony Storm. I think that she should be champion, so... I'm looking. I'm looking forward to what her and Mariah May start doing. Uh, <laughs> that's Bo off mic. So trying to prompt Jason to say what Taz said about something hanging out of Tony Storm's britches. Shit. Really, really tickled. Bo. Couple, what, couple yams out hanging out them britches. Shit. Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm sorry. That's, What'd you have next? That girl talks talks to me in ways that <laughs> in ways that unimaginable. Um, woof, Lord, Tony Storm. I hate how horny everything's gotten. God, just Juice Robinson. I would just heal up, God, brother. You guys, are, you guys are so horny. I'm sorry, man. You know it's it's, it's horny Thursday or Thursday Thursday. I apologize. Uh, LF5 versus FTR versus Kings of the Black Throne versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks in a fatal four way ladder match that was an added on stipulation late in the game. Are we sure everybody that fought in this match is alive? Have we seen them all up um, and walking? I have not seen FTR, LF, I've seen LFI. Who did Brody King like kill? Was it Drillistico? At one point, yeah, I thought he got somebody else. When he walked him, he walked him across, he walked him out to the middle of the ladder and pile drove him out on the ladder? Yeah. Yeah, he needs a wellness check-in. <laughs> like somebody reach out, please. <laughs> there was he fucking s- killed Drillistico. Go, go, f- go find him. Yeah, there was J- some six spots. Jason had uh, Jason picked this. Ricky Starks and Bill, um, Bill and Zach had uh, House of Black going over. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm glad they kept it on him. Um, but they did it in a way where it wasn't like. You know they they over they were like the dominant team. They just kind of survived. They did just enough where, you know, FTR took out Kings of the Black Throne. LFI was already you know down and at least Roosh was out. So then you had you know Ricky Starks and uh, well, I'll take that back. But um, Brody King was down because he was out on the uh, the outside with the uh, the ladder spot. So you had Roosh and Ricky Starks fighting for the tiles up at the top. So I mean it wasn't like. They were dominant. They did just enough to survive. And ultimately, that's, to me, the theme of their tag team reign so far. They're not going to be beating everybody. They're not FTR, okay? They're just going to do enough to do enough to get the win and keep the titles. And that's fine. It, it's All I could think about was how crazy it was that I didn't give a shit about this match, and I was watching it, and I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but it's like... Every ladder match now is just as crazy. I mean, this will this gets lost in the shuffle. This will not be. This is not like a very memorable match. Okay, fair enough. It's not like it's a top five ladder match. But the, like I said, there was a couple. This is how all spots. tag team ladder matches are. There was a couple cringy spots for sure. Yeah, but how great did Big Bill look in this match? Man, he was awesome. Dude, he really showed up in this. Big Bill. Okay, that guy, Big Bill. That's that guy, my man. Okay, that guy, that guy's I'm getting, sure he that is. Guy gives him He's getting some credit for this. No, okay. Isn't his real name uh, Colin Cassidy? He should join forces with Orange Cassidy. They can be the Cassidys. Please stop. Please. Jesus fucking The stop. Cassidy boys. Okay. Stop. Uh, stop. Just, the Cassidy bros. Okay. On the, the spinoff from that Cassidy to William Morrissey or W. Morrissey that he was known in in Impact. 
I said it when he came over to uh, to AEW. I thought that he would be. Oh, that's right. His name nice, Morrissey. I thought he would be a good pickup. And if I double deck a bus, <laughs> stop it, stop it, please. Into us. What, what happened next? Yeah, to die by <laughs> your side. <laughs> what happened next? <laughs> What That's Morrissey, next? dude. <laughs> what happened next? <laughs> That's the Smiths. It's, it's like I'm sitting here watching two people's mo- souls morph into the other huh? body. It's like, what? <laughs> just, please, what, what happened next? What happened next? My brother Joe just said that's a copyright violation. You got to edit that out. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do that in post. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll do that in post. They, thought, they, think, they think Morrissey is actually here. That's how good that sounds. <laughs> and if a double deck now we can bus, move on. <laughs> I was just gonna say I thought Morrissey was gonna be a great pickup for AW. It has to die by yet. your Neither side. It's just a terrible next way up. to die. <laughs> Lovely way to die. This motherfucker hey, here. Uh, what's next? Like, we're not smoking pre rolls before we no, start anymore. No, no, because you can see he's already just doing his own thing. God bless him. He just <laughs> no. I'm just dunking. No, you ain't got to pass me shit. I'm dunking. Everything's giving me from the top rope. <laughs> what's what next? Fire three and four. What's next? <laughs> Julia Hart versus Sky Blue versus Chris Statlander for the TBS championship. <laughs> so Zach and I had this picked, and Jason didn't. That's how everybody ended up with exactly even points because we all had very similar picks except for those two. So um, everybody ended up with nine points. It was a tie all the way across the board. I'm being real. You can see it. Um, yeah, I like, uh, you know, Julia Hart did as little as she could. To actually win the match, she waited till Statlander hit her tombstone thing, whatever, and then uh, she stole the pin. Saturday Night Fever in this case because the night was Saturday night. I'll just say this. Watching this match and watching Statlander throw these little girls around and seeing this, how it ended, I'm just I'm sorry. Y'all can be on the Julia Hart bandwagon. Sky Blue's got a fat ass. Yeah, I agree with that too. But you can't sit up here and tell me. No, I'm I'm just no, man. I'm keeping it real, goddammit. You can't sit up here and tell me. Here we and, go. Then, and then and then you don't see Chris Statlander the following night. You see Sky Blue crossing paths with Tony Storm. I'm sitting there like, man, get the fuck out of here. This is what we doing. This is what we doing. I think we're gonna find out he's she's uh, like Tony Khan's girlfriend or something. She should be doing something. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This just does not make any sense. I don't get it either. Zero. If if if, if Chris Stangler is going to drop the title, fair enough. Okay. Julia Hart's the flavor of the month. Go ahead, Julia. Do some things. Run the run with the rock. On the flip side of this shit, you're going to sit up here and tell me that Sky Blue's next up before Chris Stangler. This is. Great matchmaker. Maybe she's got to go. Great matchmaker. Maybe she's taking a vacation. Okay, Booker. She's taking a vacation. Vacation my ass. What was next? My question is, why do they always dress up like the um, henchmen from Doctor Strange? (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it. Like, I don't get it. What do they look like? With the black eyes? I don't watch Marvel. That's, That's kid shit. I watch pro wrestling. <laughs> hey, I'm Bill. Read a book besides Harry Potter. I don't get that shit Please. either. It doesn't. Uh, the only thing that it that uh, Sky Blue did blue shoot out the blue mist on Julia Hart. Why not go that route? That's the because it's been done over and over and over again. Now you got the title involved. That is the that actually makes sense. It's a built-in storyline. 
that was the whole reason that these two jokers were in this, in this match to begin with because they they got beef. By the Chris, way, by the, by the way, that joke would have killed Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we're just I feel like we're just killing time until we get to what we really want to talk about. What was next? Do it. Do it. Okay, what's it? No, it's not. That's it's no, not, let's go in order. No, to me, this is one of the matches I want to talk about because I think this is a match that hopefully sets up somebody for 2024 in, in a very good way. Sora versus Hangman Page in a Texas death match. Um, I heard on a, a couple of podcasts, it's the best Texas death match they've ever seen. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, just... You know, it depends on how many Texas death matches you've seen. You've seen two, you know, and this is one of the two. Okay. Yeah, there's like a legacy of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you've seen a hundred of them and you say this is the best, that that means, you know, it means a little no, more. No, but there's like death, math, death match aficionados out there. They're like the real, like, they get down deep. Okay. And they like, they can name like all the death matches and like they rank them and everything. And the, there's a couple Terry Funk ones that are like, Supposed to be the most legendary ones from like fucking Dallas in 1991 or something. Okay, your boy can't do that. I'll yeah, just... I mean, I mean, John Moxley like does a newsletter for it. Yeah, I mean, it's all this, it's all those Nick Gage, it's all those Nick Gage matches and shit. You know, uh, the one guy that died, the the murderer, the guy that threw that, what's that the black guy's name. What the fuck's his name? The ECW guy, New Jack, New Jack. He was a deathmatch guy. Yeah, yeah. That, he used to fucking, like, did, he stabbed a guy one time in a match. Well, a new guy. Somebody out of the crowd. He, <laughs> yeah, Gary say that's. <laughs> he threw that guy off the scaffolding. With, with he said, you ready? Remorse. The guy said no. And he goes, here you go. <laughs> they both, He told that story and the guy told that story. That, that's some of the wildest shit ever, boy. I'm, I'm surprised. He was like 20 feet. That motherfucker is, is lucky to be alive. Anyway, let's just get back to he's this. He's not. <laughs> Rest in piss. No, he's dead. I thought they. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Died. No, I'm talking about the guy that he threw off the. Oh scaffold. yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that guy's still kicking. That guy's still good. Okay, that's who. I, that's the guy I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he works the fry side of chili. Yeah, he's the fry side guy. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, he's prep. <laughs> just back to this Texas death matches. I try to bring a little decorum back to this motherfucker. Um, this is about as as violent as I thought, and even more so when. You're breaking out broken glass to do a frog splash on. That's why I was like, okay, this is starting to get into some shit. Hangman drinking blood, spitting the shit out. I'm like, all right, we're going to territory that I ain't never seen before, so I'll go that far. This is They broke out spots that I hadn't seen before. It went longer than anticipated, but that wasn't a bad thing because, like, Zach had been hammering home so many weeks after weeks after weeks. This was – Hangman's time to get his receipt, and he did his damnedest to get his receipt. Everything that I could possibly imagine, the the chair with the barbed wire. He, I mean, the, the first part of the match was really Hangman Page, you know, kicking that ass. Then Swerve came back, and then that back half was just back and forth violence. Okay, with the part where the barbed wire got caught in Hangman's fucking face. Yeah, I was like, was oh, real barbed wire. whoa, whoa, okay. I'm like, this motherfucker getting ready to lose an eye in this shit. That's when I was like, all right, this is starting to reach levels that I was not really anticipating. Yeah, it was pretty. Swerve 
dumping bloods like oh, just, fuck John Moxley. This was just I never got the feeling like I did buckets of blood. It was getting a little uncomfortable. You know, Tinder Mahal says that I sound like a grandmother when I say that I get I got uncomfortable during that Cody versus Dustin match. Um <laughs> this never made me feel like that. I was never actually worried about either of these guys dying, but this match fucking ruled. Oh, no question. It was uh fucking the last half of it was unbelievable. Um, one of the best matches of the year, Great. I would say. Um, un- unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Bill Ospreay has that wrapped up probably at this point. But yeah, probably. <laughs> um, it, w- it was in the conversation. Very, fu- very fun, very cool match. Are we really not going to talk about the best part of the match? Was, when, what did you when think? Hangman Page was drinking his blood. No, it's when Swerve's intro. Oh. How fucking awesome was that? I mean, I, 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 if you didn't get hyped for that, God. who the fuck are you? Yeah, I was going to say, I've been, I've been the best. I mean, it's pretty like good. 2.30. You, you, you see my apartment. I, dude, dude, I was flipping skillets at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Kicking over skillets. Like, what the fuck? I was ready to roll. It's like, what, what is he doing? And they, all, ass and they all did it, too. And they all did it, too. Oh, Oof. It's like Janet Jackson. Were you surprised? <laughs> were you surprised that Swerve won? Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I honestly, I picked Paige, and I thought they were going to do a trilogy of it, and I thought it would end at World's End. Um, Brian Cage, obviously, getting involved in the match is you know the fuckery that I didn't expect. But I mean, it's a Texas Death Match, so I mean, there are no rules at this point. A part of me wishes he didn't come out, but, I mean, it didn't really affect the match that much because the pin attempt afterwards, he kicks uh, – Hangman Page kicks out, and then he gets rid of uh, Brian Cage. So, I mean, it really didn't mess with the match. I was legitimately surprised but pleasantly surprised because, like, we uh, – obviously, you can tell that we like Swerve Strickland on this podcast – so we want the, you know, we we to we want the best for Swerve, and ultimately, I want him to be the AEW champion. We'll talk about that. Obviously, this is a real the, uh, this, dynamite. This is a real big step. I thought it was a huge step to beat a, a former AEW champion twice is a huge. And step. it looks like him and Paige are done for now. So you didn't see Paige on Wednesday, which no, was and Swerve led it off. Swerve led Dynamite off with a match yeah, against Jay Lethal. Yeah, so <laughs> so it looks like they're getting behind Swerve, like we've been saying. Get behind that man. Take that belt off MJF. He is the guy to do it. Been saying that for a minute. Um, I'm I, as as long as we're gonna go that route. I kind of want him to win this tournament. I'll be I'm, I'll be lying if I said otherwise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. But I don't want it to stop there. No. But see, the thing is, if he's got three belts or whatever they're calling it, the Triple Crown winner, is he going to go after MJF wearing that thing? Not likely. If they're going to if they're gonna have a Swerve versus MJF match in the next four months or something, which I think is there's a good chance of it, then they can't have him win this tournament. Unless he's going to be quad belts. And that's not a bad thing. Um, I mean, they got enough of them. I'll just... I can't believe they're adding another belt. I can't a, believe it. Belts and belts and belts and belts. And the, I don't think they're adding another spaghetti, belt. Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. To me, they're they're eliminating a couple belts. New Japan strong in the ROH title, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'll be a little worried to see what they would 
do in the net, in that four month stretch past Joe? Let's just say Joe retains. I'm not sure. You know, do you go back to Hangman Page? Can you get another uh, few for Swerve in the meantime? If you say he does lose this tournament, you'd have to get something to, for Swerve to do in the meantime while Joe and uh, MJF finishes up. You know. Wardlow somewhere around. I mean, there's, you know, Swerve is going to still have to Wardlow's wait. Wardlow's around doing pull-ups. Yeah, just jacked, baby. Working on his triceps. So I'll say, I'll headbutt a motherfucker. This is what you get for not bringing your passport, AR Fox. Yaka! Cocaine seven of them white women. <laughs> I'm just worried. You say you want to strike when the iron is hot. There is no... MJF is the highest act in AEW. Two is Swerve. I can't, I can't see them letting Swerve beat MJF right now. So this is the next best thing for him to be the first winner of the Continental Classic. John Moxley is is an, an easy, 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 reliable way to go, and I ain't knocking that. Man, we've just been we've had the same three men's champs. Four, if you count Sonata, for so long. Roman, Seth, MJF, and Sonata have all had their belts for way too fucking long. Sorry. I'm, I'm just going to say it. It's fine if one of them does it, but they like I need to see some title changes, guys. This shit's getting too predictable. Hey, man. January 4th, we're going to kick this motherfucker off. It's like I keep picking people against Seth Rollins because I just want the fucking title to change hands. Like everybody Give me did. something new. Like everybody, like Hogan, Flair, and Savage, and how dare they be great legends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck wrestling, right? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. What was next? It doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying fuck wrestling at all. So now it's not. I'm saying, a come on. Never mind. MJ, I mean, Roman Reigns never fights. Do I? Do we have to talk about this now? No. We're going to talk about it here in, M, in like a couple minutes because MJF is going to be is in the on deck circle with uh, Jay right. White. You're so right. There you go. You're right. You're right. Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. Uh, if the Bucks win, they get to break up the Golden Jets. If the Golden Jets win, they get the Bucks number one uh, tag team contender spot. Steps on the line. Um, to me. The match kind of turns where, not Jericho, but uh, Matt Jackson low blows Kenny. You knew the Bucks had problems with Chris Jericho, well documented, big time, and that was okay. That was not a big deal. Early in the match, you see Kenny try, you know, playing nice with both of the Bucks, you know, not capitalizing on moves after the fact getting Chris Jericho to get off of, uh, I think it was Nick in the corner at that point, you know, you know, give him some space, playing nice or whatever. And I was kind of like, okay, th- this is fine or whatever, but I'm still waiting for the Bucks to kind of, you know, flip the, the switch and become the heel Bucks. So, obviously, we fast forward, and when Kenny got low-blowed, I was like, ah, now this is what we're waiting for. Now we have game on. Unfortunately for the Bucks, it doesn't matter. They end up losing this match. I thought that this is probably the way to go about it because the post-match temper tantrum was totally worth it. And now we're going to see the unhinged, hopefully, fingers crossed, unhinged heel Bucks that I've been waiting for for the last two or three weeks. Um, the, uh, the arm of Jericho getting worked. 
that's probably going to be a, a more of a long-term storyline as the Golden Jets go after Bill and Starks. Uh, Bill and Starks attack Chris Jericho after the uh, the post of uh, the Did, media scrum. This match went on directly after Hangman Swerve. Yes, this match was in a tough spot. It, it was, but I wasn't expecting a lot for it. it. It did what it was supposed to do, in my mind. It just bridged the gap from this to the main event. It wasn't clunky. It was fine enough for me to where I was invested enough to where I didn't have to, you know, play on the phone, you know, you know, smoke a cigarette, keep myself. I mean, this is like 4 in the morning for me, so I'm fighting sleep trying to stay awake. This kept me awake to where I wanted to see – how this match ended. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was um, exactly as good as I thought it would be. Um, I like the Bucks being the petulant dipshit heels. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's probably the role they should be playing right now. So, uh, I was cool at the end of this. Yeah, Kenny uh, finally was like, you know what, fuck y'all. I'm just going to go ahead and bounce you jokers off this mat and be done with it. Now, Go ahead and tell us about the overbooking situation of the pay-per-view. Um, so, obviously, this main event time, you have MJF. Well, I shouldn't say MJF. Um, Adam Cole, baby, representing MJF, limping to the ring on crutches. It's uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jay White, God bless you. Um I'm, no, it was just it was overbooked. I'm I'm not gonna call it stupid. It's just overbooked. I'll call it stupid. It was stupid. And, and the fact that I'm not calling it stupid and that I'm the, the biggest TK basher of the group, I'm not going to go that far. I just don't think that you bringing out Adam Cole in this scenario is now, truly Hold believable. on hold on a second. I said a couple of weeks ago, like, you may – I wouldn't call you a TK basher. I think you're pretty fair to him. I think that I am – also, I probably give him a little bit more grace than a lot of people do, but like I said a few weeks ago, I was like, this guy books like a cokehead. Like <laughs> that is like it like he books I know everybody makes fun of him for doing coke and stuff and he always looks like he's on coke, but like he, that's how he books. He books like a fucking cokehead. He's like, fuck it, we'll put Omega Danielson on fucking rampage. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> I wish he should he should. I mean, I mean but he he, has to like, that he just he books like a like you're up at three o'clock in the morning and every single idea that you have is the best idea you've ever heard. Okay. Um, so I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I ain't going to sit up and lie. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's probably the other way that it, it, it ultimately like, happens. Yes. Say, you know what? We're going to get up early tomorrow. Man. We're going to give Nick Wayne 45 minutes of TV time every Wednesday. Yeah, right. You said get up early. You mean like, <laughs> like stay up. We can go to sleep. Yeah, we're going to stay we up all night. We can go to night. sleep in December. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this. To me, as a Jay White fan, it, it was kind of insulting for the fact that this is how you wanted to book the main event with – Adam Cole out here as Baby. proxy, and now you're flipping it where here comes the triumphant MJF, you know, clearly limping to the ring. It was totally There's people trying to stop him. Like, the let one guy with the limp go down, but the other guy with the limp is no good. Doesn't make any sense. Okay. It didn't make any sense. Like, it's like fighting behind your girlfriend. <laughs> but it, it just like logistically, kayfabe style, it made no sense at all. Just absolutely not. Adam Cole isn't even cleared to 
defend the ROH championship, but you can bring him down, you know, announce his name, you know. You know what sucks, though? His, his you know what sucks is that shit. the match was good. The match was really good. Yeah, the match was like. If you take all the other bullshit. Right, just over, give us that match. All you had to do they was. Told, they told a decent story. They got to the match. Just give us that exact same match. Mission accomplished. The fact that you you keep insulting at least me as JCB with these ROH tag titles, you know, shenanigans, okay, that's fine. You want to keep that shit up, do you your know, damn Sam thing. Sam Roberts had a really good point on his podcast. He's like, even if you're talking in kayfabe style, what, he, what sense, what kind of booker, if that's even an option – that your champion is not going to be able to fight in the main event. What kind of booker puts him in the a match on the pay-per-view? I don't know. See, what kind of booker books his champion on the undercard? It's a fair question. It's stupid. It's stupid any way you look at it. He books like a cokehead. Cokehead booking. This is cokehead That should be the booking. Cokehead booking LLC. <laughs> this is Tony Khan, CEO. Okay. The fact that the fact that the match <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> the fact that the match was somebody's, somebody's was tugging on the rope for Zach today. <laughs> <laughs> we do it the best we can, Zach. The fact that we um, we had such a, a a match that I thought was better than I even anticipated. I, I I had you know fairly high expectations, and by the end I was like, okay, now see that was that was a good ass match. Yeah, it made me mad for the bill. For it this didn't whole need match. all. It didn't need all the bullshit. I don't. I'm not mad about Jay White running around with the title. That's that is what. I tell it you is. what, that cutter from inside the ring to outside the ring, sick, sick spot. Okay, the fact that MJF got little credit. And now he's all of a sudden doing these spots where it's just like, oh, I didn't know he could do that. I didn't know he could do that. It just – he's like Billy Horn. He's a guy, he's the white guy on the court that you don't necessarily pay attention to. Now all of a sudden you look up and he's doing cutters and shit. He's doing fucking moon sauce off Some the Some might call top that the, a Bill Vagy. <laughs> my, my mom was too drunk to be an astronaut. <laughs> Dropping shit like a pigeon from 18 out. Okay. That's Bill Vagy. That's hey, off the get, glass. Hey, you, <laughs> glass. Go ahead. I just I just wanted to throw that shit out for just credit to MJF for the those spots. Obviously the yeah, elbow that, drop off the top where the uh, the table collapsed. He said, "Fuck it, he's doing it anyway." I'm like, "Dude, don't you do this shit!" And he did it anyway. That was to me the highlight, one of the highlights of the the night. Um, the match itself was probably one of the, the two best matches of the night, depending on if you like death matches or not. You you go swerve page over this. If you didn't, you go uh, the main event. Over Swerve there. Page was the better match. This match was I fucking. Was, no, I, this match was great. Don't get me wrong. That move, that move, that cutter from inside to outside, though. That's all Jay White, man. I mean, that's a lot of Jay White because he's got to catch him. He's got to guide him down, and he's got to take the bump. That's do, a lot of shit to do, and do it blind. It's fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. No, it's it just re, for me. It it just that's just Jay White being Jay White. I've seen enough of him as a New Japan guy. To me, this is what he does. For people that haven't seen him or just seen him for the first time, catching him in, in this AEW run, hopefully he can get some credit going forward and keeping him uh, 
in that main event scene. Um, obviously, just on the sidebar, the major announcement was uh, Will Ospreay uh, signs with AEW. Um, <laughs> I was about to say LA was getting ready to lose their goddamn mind. He's like, "Hey man, I gotta finish this New Japan shit up first, but I'll be back." I was like, "Damn man!" Then why it. do it? I mean, why put it on a pay per view? I, I think, I think it's it's to make it official that he is an uh, I want to say a New Japan guy, but he's an AEW guy. I'm kind of I, I won't lie. I'm a little salty. I knew it was going to happen, but now, you know, this is Jay White and now Will Ospreay jumping ship from one set side to the other. Um, never said that I was – I always think that this AEW New Japan's relationship is pretty one-sided, and that's on the AEW side, and I'll take that to the grave. That being said, this is a great pickup for AEW. Obviously, there's built-in storylines for it, but – on the backside of it, there's going to be guys that are going to be missing out. Welcome to AEW, Bill Ospreay. Let's get to that two count. <laughs> One, two, three. You ain't shit. All right, so the two counts got to be the end of Raw, um, where Cody really tell they telegraphed it all Raw, but I mean that's cool because you know most people knew anyway, and if you didn't know, it's like that was probably well, fun. No, kept, it's, kept everybody watching, you know. It's uh, to keep he the CM Punk rumors shut down. Cody announces Orton uh, is coming back at Survivor Series. Orton will be the fifth member of what is quite the team, really. <laughs> when you talk about all timers. Um, the look on Jay Uso's face. Woo! Cody Rhodes, <laughs> Seth like, Rollins, Sami like Zayn, Jay like Uso, and Randy Orton is huge. That is a huge team, man. That is. Um, doesn't that just seem super fucking big for the, the raw that you like? Won. That's a lot of star power on one team. Well, it's a lot of star power on on both sides. Why are you bullshitting? I mean, this is it's going to be a no. That's like super friends. That's like the fucking Avengers, <laughs> man. That's just missing KO. No, that's that's completely of fair. baby faces uh, at least. No, that's completely fair. Um, I'm going to be obviously the story here is Randy Orton coming back. Um, I'll be very. They didn't in- play the music. No, they just all he did was announce it, and now everybody knows he's going to be there. Instead, of just having them play the music at Survivor Series. And if you're not going to do that because you want to keep the CM Punk stuff down, then just have him come out on Raw, pay for his ass to fly out there. You got to play the music. Everybody wanted to hear the I hear voices. They wanted Randy Orton to come down and clean house. I think you save that for next week or the actual pay per view. The reason why I don't think. Oh, I wasn't going to watch Survivor Series. Oh, Randy Orton's going to be there. I guess I'll flip it on. It's like everybody's <laughs> watching it anyway. <laughs> for Randy to actually put hands on somebody, you're just going to have to wait for that. The reason, my guess is, the reason for the music is they have a new Randy Orton theme music. Out. No, way. yeah, seriously, they got new Randy Orton music. Yeah, it's. It just came. No, it's on Spotify. All no, no all bullshit aside. That's it's a on bad my Spotify. Idea. It's on Spotify. It's on my playlist. His it music is, is fucking iconic. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. It's diff, It's a little different, but it's basically the same. I'll just leave it at that. That's why I don't think they played his music. Bad, bad move. Okay, neither here nor there. But that's why I think they did these things because they're saving it for the big reveal whenever he comes out, whether it's next on Monday night. Or actually on uh, Saturday for the paper. So, Randall Keith Orton is back in WWE. Um, I 
can't stand when I'm listening to podcasts and all they do is fantasy book what they think is going to happen because everybody is wrong all the time. And it's just like listening to somebody tell, tell you about their dreams or tell you about their. I call it down flipping on Ray. I'll take that to the grave. That's fine. No, calling stuff is fine. I just don't like it. I just don't like fancy booking. Be like, well, let's. But this is what I would do if I was booking Randy Orton up to WrestleMania. But you're real quick. Who do you see Randy Orton <laughs> wrestling at WrestleMania? <laughs> well, now that you mentioned it, now that I say all that, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it at all. But uh, you know. Seems like, you know, Roman Reigns would be a good opportunity to get some receipt oh, on. Oh, it's not going to be Reigns. Um, then wh- why are we bringing him back? What's Roman Reigns doing to do? Wh- who's he going to wrestle at uh, Royal Rumble? Randy Orton is going to wrestle Bad Bunny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> would that be cool it, if I nailed it? Yeah, it's going to say Actually, I'm not that's a match that, I'd watch. It'd be, it'll, it'll be Cody Rhodes. I'm not saying that no Cody is Cody and Roman is a is pretty much a lock for WrestleMania 40. I think that's just triple threat. If you want, Cody pins Orton, so he never has to pin Roman Reigns. Oh Jesus! Horny Thursday. Horny Thursday. Here Christ. we go. See that, Mister Heavy, Heavy Skanksgiving, <laughs> Mister Threesome or Triple Threat over here. Um, <laughs> to the, the road to WrestleMania, I think it, it has to go so back bad. to. To Roman at this point, um, there's got to be some sort of receipt for him getting hurt. The whole reason he got hurt is that Jay, Jimmy, and Roman beat his ass to the point where him and Rap Riddle had to go away for a little bit. We're going to have to revisit that. To me, that's at least the Royal Rumble. They should do Orton versus Cena. I would be a hard pass on that. Really? At this point, yes. Like I didn't, I didn't really believe it until I just said it. Now that I said, it, I'm like, yeah. Orton versus Cena in 2023 could be kind of dope. If I'm not mistaken, I saw or not Orton, but Cena get uh, surgery on both arms, so that that might be a little hindrance to that. Let's just say all things being equal, everybody's healthy. I mean, what? You know, are we just wrestling just, I guess, for WrestleMania purposes? Okay, fair. I guess I guess the truth is I don't want to see Orton or Cena wrestle. So if they're both going to be at WrestleMania, I'd rather them not take up two matches and just take up one match and just fight each other. Oh, okay. So, oh, you thinking about yourself. Okay, you ain't thinking about the rest of us. You're just thinking of self. I don't know. I'm having a lot of feelings over here. Like, I just said Orton versus Cena like it's a good thing. It's like, that doesn't sound like a good thing. What the fuck am I talking about? Okay, I hate he, both and, those and, dudes. And he said it with such conviction, <laughs> too, right? I, mean, I don't even like Randy Orton that much. He, he almost was starting to look at me like I was the ass. <laughs> no, he looked at me. No, he looked at me. It was like you know, Cena versus Jordan. I was like, uh... I don't know what happened to. Him. <laughs> it's like Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap just hopped in my body. He was like, didn't know what to say. <laughs> I said what? <laughs> Ziggy says that you're in Bill Vegas. He's a 44 year old uh, loser from St. Charles. <laughs> I have an empty Bill. I'm six foot tall, 190 pounds, and I love wrestling. Damn One, right, baby. 190. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. I will say this: just for the physical uh, match itself, it is one of the matches I'm looking for forward to just for the fact because I want to see Orton interact with obviously Cody Rhodes obviously with Seth there's a whole uh, Judgment Day guys that he hasn't even really seen 
in, in this case, probably Dam- I think, you know, Damian Priest he's crossed paths with. I take that back. But obviously, you know, J.D. McDonough, he hasn't crossed paths with, so on and so forth. So, I mean, yeah, this is... Excited to see Cody and Orton interact with each other, actually. Yeah, because it's... I, I just said that I hate Orton. I don't hate Orton. I like Orton fine when he's used right. In this scenario, it, it's going to be Legacy 2.0 because now Cody arguably is just as over, just as big... In the in the eyes of our wrestling fans, as uh, Randy Orton is, as far as I'm concerned, you saying. know, I probably shouldn't say this stuff because he probably lives kind of close to here. Yeah, you, you know? probably, yeah, you might want to just keep that shit down. But um, yeah, sometimes it just seems like Randy Orton doesn't give his all. He went to Pattonville. Yeah, well, we don't gotta blow up his spot. I'm, I used to see him at Grop all the time. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I used to see him at Trailhead. I went on a bachelor party with him. <clears throat> I'll say the, the, the uh, another story for another time. Yeah, right. You definitely will keep that off the air. I've always said that Orton. Let's start a scandal. Yeah, right. I've always said that Orton makes it look easy <laughs> because he's just that good. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah. That's just me. He's also the type of guy that'll do a headlock forever just to just to troll the crowd. But yeah, okay. So uh, we're, we got predictions coming up after this, so we don't have to go into too much stuff. I just wanted to give uh, not not a whole lot happened on NXT either. But did you watch Noam Dar versus Chad Gable? I did. Um, I was. Well, I shouldn't say I was a little surprised. Um, it, Chad Gable is is a, a really amazing athlete. It's good to see him bounce around. The draw wasn't a, a, a big – I was expecting them, honestly, to lose. The draw is perfect. That way, you know, Noam keeps the title. You keep Chad Gable strong for, you know, once again, hopefully he can defeat Gunther and be the the one to take the IC title off of Gunther. Outside of that, um, pretty standard stuff on uh, NXT. Lyra Only one more thing retains. I want to talk about at NXT, and it's this. The family have the most entertaining skits in all of wrestling. <laughs> I like the family skits. I think those guys are genuinely likable. Tony D'Angelo and Stax Lorenzo. I, um, like, I like both of them. I wasn't. A huge, I would hang out with them. No, I wasn't a huge Tony D'Angelo fan when the NXT uh, first rebranded, and it was probably part of the reason why I stopped watching it. I'll give him all the credit in the world. In the ring... I think he's a really good in-ring performer. I was just never a big fan of the character. I've kind of come around a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You know, it, I've, I've always liked, you know, Goodfellas, you know, the, the, the mafia movies and shit like that. So they kind of played into that, you know, gimmick in in that uh, little segment that they had. And ultimately, it just sets up, you know, Alberto, uh, not Alberto, Jesus Christ, uh, Carrillo, Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza to jump the family after they had like an eight course meal at the uh, Italian restaurant, but neither here nor there. No, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I, I'm just not, I've never been a huge, huge fan, but slowly they're, they're bringing me around. Go ahead. Dude, they are way more Jersey Shore than they are Sopranos. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't No, but, no but they're, they're connected, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, so if we can bring back the LWO. By, by can Italians they, and short, short lab women. Can If we can bring back the LWO, can we bring back the FBI, the full-blooded Italians? Oh, Jesus. Can they be called the full-blooded Italians and have, I don't like— know. I just had a great idea. I just had a great idea. Giovanni Vinci 
breaks up with Imperium because he's a, but he's Italian and he can be like their Furio <laughs> from Sopranos. Like he's their guy from the old country. Oh That's what I mean. That is the gimmick. They should have Giovanni Vinci join the FBI. They should start calling him the FBI. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Reuse that shit. That's under WWE, right? That wasn't WCW. That was WWE, right? Either stop or get a pencil. Well, I was going to get right. <laughs> we were about to say, we need a warrior here quick. Um, well, I mean, ultimately, I would assume it's the same thing. I mean, they bought WCW out, so it would be all the, the licensing, the bullshit, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, ultimately, we would be going back to WWE to, uh, to pitch that idea. But you probably just want to just table that, you know, let Imperial do their thing. FBI. No, nah, Imperial. Full-blooded Italians. No, nah, let, let Imperial do the thing, man. Um, yeah, we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Uh, I, the last thing I wanted to bring up from WWE main roster was Santos Escobar cut a very, very believable, uh, very heel lot. The heel logic was there perfectly. Santos Escobar cutting his promo on Ray. To where you're sitting there listening to him going like, eh, that makes sense. Eh. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> I was going Drew got some points. <laughs> they Oh, Drew's, Drew McIntyre's promo to open Raw was also fucking great. Yeah. I mean. When he talked about missing birthdays and missing his <laughs> nephews growing up, he's like, they understood. That was great. Oh, and it's. Heel logic, baby. And it's perfect heel logic. You know, it. It, the, the crazy part about it is when he was cutting his promo, he's talking about Clash of the Castle and how Jay is the one that cost him the match. It's not Jay. It's Solo. Solo made his appearance. That's the first time he came out. Heel Logic LLC. Right. <laughs> Ric Flair, CEO. <laughs> it's, I'm about to say, Solo Sokoa ain't nowhere near Monday Night Raw. He over there just laying waste to John Cena on SmackDown. But guess who's taking the blame? Jay Uso's taking the blame because – Solo's nowhere around. And the fact that Jay wasn't even around when Drew lost the, that match against Roman Reigns and it's Solo Sokoa, it's perfect. Fucking Drew McIntyre, I've been saying that for the, the last two or three weeks. I've been patiently waiting for heel Drew to come around. Now that's starting to come around. And Santos talking about, I hope your legs getting amputated and shit. I'm like, damn, dog. I mean, you know, you want him to come back so you can kick his ass, right? No, no. I hope they can amputate your shit. I'm like, God. Damn, that's he's right though. He's right. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he didn't want to kick his ass. He just rolled him. Uh, let's get okay. So we got more predictions to come. Let's get to that three count. Oh, shit. One, two, three. The three count is uh, dynamite last night. So dynamite. They had three matches from the new Continental Classic tournament. Uh, it was lethal and swerve. Uh, Jay White and Roosh, which I would have watched a lot more of, and Briscoe and Moxley, which was a Briscoe and Moxley match. It looked pretty hard hitting and pretty fun. The wrong guy bled. <laughs> I was like, what? The fuck is it? Moxley's got cool with that bleeding. Um, uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. So, uh, what do you think about Lethal Swerve? Um, always reminds me of how great uh, Jay Lethal is, despite the. Uh, 
the booking that he's getting, at least inconsistent, if not bad in my opinion, but neither here nor there. Swerve had to win this match. There's no way on God's green earth that you can have Swerve win a Texas death match and then come back the next time out and have him lose the opening round match. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to run the table. Obviously, he's got a cross pass with Moxley. They kept, probably, like they kept reminding us, though, just because you lose doesn't mean you're out. Yeah, oh, saying, okay. man, they just hey, kept hey, reminding hey guys, us. Okay. Jesus. Hey, guys, son of us watch New Japan. It's called the G1. I know you guys Yeah, but mo- most people don't, though. I, I know. You don't um, have to beat me over the head with this shit. Jesus um, Christ. MJF and Adam Cole come out. Just I gotta, around Robin Turner. I got to say this about MJF and Adam Cole coming out. This this ain't it. Like, I, I just think Adam Cole just needs to go away. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Um, but the, MJF... MJF had an off night. Spinning his wheels. MJF had an off night. Adam Cole. Um, story time with Adam Cole, baby, has got to go away. I hate it so much when he says it. I, it is my least favorite thing that anybody says in all of wrestling. I'll tell you when this got good, though, was when Samoa Joe. Adam Cole doesn't live around here, so I can say that. <laughs> uh, you talking that shit. Samoa Joe. It Plus, got. only got one foot. <laughs> Samoa Joe and MJF. When Samoa Joe came out, it got really good. Uh, Joe and MJF. Uh, Joe's great. He's getting he's getting the main event, and he says, "You're my property, and I'm going to protect you until we get there." I mean, that's a good angle. I like that angle. It's not like because that means that means we're getting Wardlow Joe it's not in like the next month. It's not like we haven't seen it before. Okay. Seen it plenty of times, plenty of different promotions, plenty of different eras. The fact it's how Joe said it. You're my property, bitch. I tell you Are what, you- I was just waiting for him to be like, hold my pocket. Okay. Hold my pocket. <laughs> you ain't going no place for the next if four been, weeks. If you've been to jail, you know what that means. <laughs> for the next four weeks, you're going to be with me. We connected, okay? That's what the great part about this the whole Joe part. I mean, just hearing Joe said it, I thought I was his property too. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Okay. I'm with you. Um, I guess this is where the the anger came back with the, the devil not being revealed kind of came back because now you do it with Adam Cole in the ring. Um, jungle Jack Perry now is the, the prime suspect of being, um, the devil, Apparently, you'd have to go back to remember how MJF ran down Jack Perry in the lead to their fatal four-way, saying he wasn't going to be shit, yada, yada, yada. So now Jack Perry's a another suspect of who the devil could be. Obviously, Jack Perry being gone for X amount of time it makes a little sense. It would be a huge letdown. So like I said, whoever this devil is, wherever it happens, it's got to be good because otherwise this shit is going to go sideways real fucking quick. Uh, the remnants of the Jericho Appreciation Society go against Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Shibata. Danhausen comes back. Does Danhausen shit? The faces go over. Anything? Nope, that was pretty much it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he may be short, concise, to the point. Christian, 
Christian Cage comes out with his little uh, family of people. Uh, yeah, it's his family now. <laughs> he's got he's got Lucha. He renames Luchasaurus. He says he wants to turn uh, his guys in his image. He changes Lucha. He changes Luchasaurus's name to Killswitch, which I gotta say is a huge improvement. Oh my god! <laughs> but he's still. I mean, but he's is he still a dinosaur? The, that the next thing we gotta get that mass taken care of. Whatever well, no, it is, yeah. the well, horns no. got to go. The reason I ask is because a dinosaur named Killswitch, I ain't fucking with him. No. That's, I mean, that's true. I don't, I don't care how long his arms are. I ain't fucking with that. Um, and then uh, he calls Nick Wayne the prodigy Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne's mom comes out. Um, oh, Jesus. Killswitch gets in between Christian and Nick Wayne's mom. Christian pushes Luchasaurus, who runs into Nick Wayne's mom. And then Christian wants to give her a concerto. <laughs> I'm like, at this point, I'm like, this shit is officially so, going off of the to, rails. To, Your boy has lost it. To I thought I was drinking again. To to protect this woman, Edge comes out. Christian runs away. Edge spears her son in front of her twice and then gives him a concerto in front of the mother. For his sake, I mean that's uh, Edge. Edge snapped. I think there's only one way to look at it: that Edge snapped. Your boy was like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." Um, it's a lot to unpack. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> you just laid it all out. <laughs> I mean, fuck. fuck. No, I mean, it's just the fact that now, like, Christian is, like, you know, being this, like, really being the father figure to these two jokers. You got the insolent son and uh, Luchasaurus. Basically, you the bad son. And then how he's just praising Nick, Nick Wayne, like, you're the golden boy. You know, you remind me of. I'm just like, God damn. You can see when this shit is going to go was left, a, it's it was really going to go left. It was a very well done segment. And, uh,. Made me want to see what happened next. Oh my god! Uh, we're gonna skip some stuff. We got Jay White versus Roosh. This was a this match was really great. Yeah. Uh, once again, reminder of how great Roosh is. Unfortunately, putting against uh, putting him against Jay White, especially when Jay loses on uh, Saturday night, it was kind of a, a no, not even a no brainer. But how is Jay White gonna win? Is was basically going through my mind as this match was going on. I thought the match was really good, but I was ultimately waiting for the. The they need finish, to, low blow gets it done. They need to keep the gas on white. Um, Tony Storm comes out, accepts her award. They made it look like the Oscars or something. It was fine. Um, <laughs> Anna J, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho. Sorry, Nick Wayne. Sorry, Ruby Soho. <laughs> Soraya is there. Uh, you ain't shit. <laughs> Wardlow, Wardlow destroys AR Fox backstage. And then finally, Briscoe versus Mox. I mean, anything else you want to talk about? Um, just the fact that I feel still feel bad for AR Fox, how things could be different if the, that motherfucker had his passport. But neither here nor there. Tony Storm, I, I still think it's as simple as their uh, segment was. I thought it was still one of the funniest parts of uh, Dynamite, uh, Briscoe, Mox. It was fine. Uh, and it wasn't like it was a bad main event, but it was kind of pretty predictable that Mox was going to win. Um yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't even want to talk about the women's match. That shit was bullshit. All right, I'm cold. Let's get that's gonna do for a three count. Oh, that shit! You saw that shit. Three. Stupid ass. Sky blue. Time to get into the predictions, I'm everybody. So, I'm sorry. So Zach has sent me 
His predictions. And I didn't even look. I saw that he sent them, so I made sure I didn't. I look. don't think it's going to change anything, but I'll let you go first each time. Uh, How the fuck am I going to go first each time? Because <laughs> I, I, listen, I know what I'm going to pick. I'll go first here. We got Gunther versus The Miz for the Intercontinental title. Oh, man, shit, I can go first on this. <laughs> I'll tell you that Zach, I'll tell you that Zach went with Gunther. Um, I, I, too, am going to go with Gunther. I don't think the story of Miz winning his whatever inter, ninth Intercontinental Championship is the story that Gunther's going to go out on. Who you got, Jason? Yeah, this has got to be Gunther. It, it just makes too much sense. It, I will say this, that Gunther, the one thing that we didn't talk about that I wanted to talk about, Gunther's promo on Monday night did make me feel a little empathetic for the Miz. I was like, okay, you can punch that motherfucker whenever you're ready, dog. When, when <laughs> they start chanting, when, when they ready. start chanting USA, and then he's that's like, what, that's when I was like, okay, y'all, y'all, not, y'all ain't getting this shit. That's that's not what this is about. He's like chanting stu- three random letters at me. Does not. <laughs> that's not going to throw me off. Okay, <laughs> he, he destroyed the crowd with that. Yes, and I thought it was a good he job. Destroyed by them, Gunther, because cur- crowds are going to throw you curveballs all the time. And the fact that they went U- USA made no sense. They should have been chanting MIC, you dumbass motherfuckers. Um, okay, so next up we got Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark for the Women's Championship. Zach took Rhea Ripley with the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. Who do you got, Jason? That's why I was like, patience. You know, we going to put the Lead Pipe Lock on the week on just anything. We're going to make sure we can go ahead and put the leg, the ball through the leg, and do that J.R. Ryder, you know, uptown dunk on the sideline. Man, man, this is the fucking Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. It's Rhea Ripley all day. I am taking Rhea Ripley also with my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. You know, I, I kind of want to see this. I kind of want to see this match. I want, yeah, I think that Zoe Stark can go, and I, Rhea Ripley fucking rules. So, I do want to see this match. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that Zoe Stark has not been booked well enough to make this even remotely believable. No, it's not. This is of a chance not. to. This is of like Zia Lee. The last couple of times we've seen Zia Lee, she's reminded us that she's good, but her books have been bad. Now Zoe Stark has the same chance. Okay, we're all taking Ray Ripley with our Stone Cold Love Pipe Block of the Week. Carlito versus Santos Escobar. Yeah, that's right. This is a match. Oh, yeah. This is a match. Uh, Zach took Santos Escobar. I, too, am taking Santos Escobar. And even though Carlito's acting heelish here, I, you know. I mean, the, the, fact that we, the fact that he's a snitch, or no, I wouldn't even say he's a snitch, because he Whoa. doesn't have proof per wow. se, but he, he kind of threw. Well, I mean, let's call it for what it is. Did he or did he not? Throw uh, Santos underneath the bus. Yeah, hey, I mean, hey, he's like, a snitch. Like Ko said, I mean, that's what happens when you eat your apples. <laughs> so in this scenario, yeah, if I was fucking Santos, I'd be a little mad too, right or wrong. In this case, you know, this shit. who are you taking? Shit, I say I, I can't root for the snitch. I mean, <laughs> you know, I gotta take Santos. All three of us have Santos Escobar. Um, I guess they could. I guess uh, Carlito could win if they did like a double turn. What? Like Carlito what? and Ray turn heel on Santos Escobar. Ray's laid they up can in do some that? hospital bed. How is he going to turn heel in a hospital bed? Yeah, you're right. He can't turn heel no matter what. I yeah. mean, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible to turn him heel. Yeah, uh, he's a different kind of mask right now. <laughs> the women's match, we have Bianca Belair. Charlotte Flair, 
Becky Lynch and Shotzi Blackheart, which is like the, how the fuck did you get in here? That's like when Wu-Tang lines up and there's Cappadonna and you're like, what <laughs> the fuck? How the fuck did you get in here? Still fire. Still fire, though. Shotzi Blackheart is on that team uh, versus Damage Control. Uh, Zach took the heels here. I, too, am taking the heels. I really hope the heels win. Um, Jason, who do you got? Somewhere in Harlem. Oh, shit. Capadonna just catching him. Capadonna sucks. Dude, go. I, I dare Capadonna to find Bill. I dare him. Actually, no, please don't. don't I, live, I live right down the block. He's going to have to find someone to cover his shift. I'm taking damage control, too. I think this is important for them to... Keep this heel momentum going. You got Oscar. You brought EO in. You got Bailey. This is the best faction, women's faction in WWE because they're the only women's faction in WWE. So, yes, I'm going with the heels. It makes uh, too much sense for them not to go over. I, too, am going with the heels. So, all three of us are going with the heels, and I think all three of us are going to have the same one here. So, we have a jam- just a jam-packed team. Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton versus the Judgment Day plus Drew McIntyre. They had to pull up another chair on the end of the table to uh, <laughs> let Drew McIntyre hang out with them when they went to Chili's after the show. Uh-uh. <laughs> you ain't shit. Uh, How they going to Chili's? They in the main event. Listen, listen, there is a chance that, you know what? He's talking himself into it. I am. This is how. This is how. This is This is the vision of him getting ready to drop a point right here because he's like. You, you see him like you know. Oh, I just. I just can't he's wait. Like I say Orton. I just can't. Orton wait for turns. Slapped. Orton turns. Cost the faces the match. <laughs> I'm taking the heels. Get off of Twitter. Wrestling. I am so. I am so far down in the points. I am so far down in the points. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. I got to take some chances here. <laughs> JCB, who you got? He's like, he talked himself into it. It was like, Scott back uh, yeah, jumped I, it back to it in his body. He was like, hang on, hang on. It's content. <laughs> it's content. <laughs> JCB's over here doing his Richard Pryor impression and just dancing around like a motherfucker. JCB, who do you got? I got points. the baby faces, man. I'm sorry. Cody Rose. Have some guts. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so let me get this straight. He missed the jump, and I'm up next. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna go ahead and let him go. I'm just gonna go ahead and walk on down. Just fucking. I'm just gonna take the. So we way. all have everything the same except I am taking the heels. And what could be one of the dumbest picks I've ever made on this show? <laughs> hey, you got the balls for it. But yeah, you got the balls for There's it. There's 335 episodes combed through. I'm sure that this is not the quote unquote dumbest pick you've made. But yeah, no, that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, that's probably true. Yeah, we've seen you've been slapped the fuck out of it, too. I mean, there's sometimes I'm watching the pay-per-view and I got my predictions in front of me. I was like, I picked what? <laughs> what was I thinking? God damn. <laughs> you, I'm just like, man. I'm just like, okay, so I did pretty good this week. You know, no big deal. You know, yeah, my, go, yeah, I'm, not gonna sh- I'm not going to get the shit beat out of me in a week. <laughs> I like turn on. I'm the, good in December. I like turn on the pay per view. I'm nice and toasty. And I'm just, I'm like, oh. I, and then my picks look back up at me and they go, what up, turn? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody, we got some birthdays this week. 
<laughs> Everybody, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Beth Phoenix is 43. Ivory, the great Ivory from Right to Censor, is 62. British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. Jason, British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Would have been 61. Eric Rowan is 42. Eric Rowan. Don't, hey, I don't want to get too serious on you guys, but Eric Rowan is the only guy from the Wyatt family still, or from the original Wyatt family still alive. Yeah, that's a true story. That's crazy talk. Up. God, it's like you're referencing, referencing the Iron Claw. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> Which I want to see. It's kind of like a really movie. slow Final Destiny thing. <laughs> Don't, don't. Just go. Oh, Just go. Damn, no. Who's the next birthday? Who's Jerry next Lawler birthday? is 74. Zeb Coulter, also 74. They have the same birthday of the same day of the same year. That's uh, JBL is 57, and Dana Brooke is 35. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our our podcast. For my beautiful family inside, for my brother Joseph Otto, for Tinder Mahal, for Patriot Pat, for Lucha Chris, for Murray the Murray Man Murray, for Vice, for Two Beers, Zach Pullman. Uh, We missed you. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. I almost forgot Jason's birthday again. It was Jason's birthday last week, and I forgot to mention it last week. So happy birthday, Jason. Thank For you, Jason Cornelius Bell, I'm Bill Veggie. Black Lives Check. Matter. Check. Tip your local weed Double dealers. Check. And remember to boo the heels. Boo! boo. Bitch.